Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Praise God, I guess I'm on. Well, howdy. How's everybody today? Glory to God. I told, told Rusty was going to come up for a few days. He said, well, preach Murray on Wednesday, but I've always loved to hear Rusty preach. So, But anyway, I'm, uh, I'm honored that I had this opportunity. And, and uh, so I thank God for my lovely wife of 45 years. So praise the Lord. And uh, we just decided we want to get away today uh, for a few days and, uh, and take off. And, and you know, I... I you know, I was thinking today how important it is to have the right directions. We're staying on the strand at Tree, uh, Tremont House, and I got this hankering for a snack. They don't carry them. I think, what kind of hotel don't have a snack, you know? And so I said, well, is there a store anywhere around here? They said, well, there's Bob's. Anybody know where Bob's is? There's Bob, so I walked out the door, and there was a, 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 a guy out there that worked for there. And I said, I, I, actually, I asked him, where's the store? He said, well, you go, you go that way, about two blocks, and then you take a left, and you go that way. So I walked down there. When I nearly got on the carnival ship, I thought, I'm in the wrong place. So I went and walked down the strand again, went into another place. I said, where's Bob's? They said, well, you go right down there and go that way. So I go down there, and I go that way for it seemed like a mile. So I walked, and I finally turned around, went all the way back to the hotel, griping at myself because I left my phone in the hotel where I couldn't even punch it up to find out where Bob's was. I got all the way up. I'm sweating by now, and I've done got dressed to go to church. I'm not, well, I had shorts on and stuff like that. I get in there, and uh, uh, I told Linda, I said, I'm so mad I didn't take my phone, so I picked my phone up. She said, you're going back? I said, I darn sure am. I looked up where Bob's at. I said, it's only 0.4 miles. It's half a mile to get to it one way. So I followed my phone, and I walked another mile, and I got me some snacks, by golly. <laughs> and, uh, and then when I got there, I said, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Praise God. You know, I want to minister tonight for a little bit, and and I know we've been living in some trying times, but praise God, Jesus is still Lord. Aren't we glad he's still on the throne? He didn't get knocked off. He, he ain't up there sweating bullets wondering what in the world we're going to do. Hallelujah. And I found out and decided in my own self I'm not going to sit and worry about what I'm going to do either. I, I decided a long time ago I knew what I was going to do, and that's going to trust God. Somebody help me a little bit tonight. And uh, I titled this message, Our Faith Rating. Our faith rating. Did you know Jesus rates your faith? It's amazing how your faith is being rated. And uh, I found out I ought to rate my own faith. And uh, I want to read a scripture in Romans chapter 12. And it's in verse uh, 3. And uh, the Amplified of that verse says this. And I'm just going to read the latter part of that verse uh, in the Amplified. And then I'll read all of it in the uh, New Living Translation. It says, but to rate his ability with sober judgment, each according to the degree of faith apportioned by God to him. In the New Living Translation, it says, because of the privilege and authority, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. 
Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And we all know we all have a measure of faith, right? We've all had the measure of faith, and what we do with that faith is up to us. And uh, so we know faith can grow and increase, right? Yeah, How many knows where our faith can grow? And, you know, I found this out. You can't pray for your faith to grow because if we could, we'd all be faith giants, right? Yeah. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word is very important to the pro- progress of our faith. And so we have to hear the, uh, the Word of God. Second Thessalonians 1, 3 says this, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. And, of course, Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I wrote this down because I, uh, I, I believe this with all my heart. The person most responsible for the growth of your faith is you. Is you. It's us. You know, where I am in faith has nothing to do with anybody else. You can say it's that preacher's fault. No, it's not. It ain't no preacher's fault. It ain't God's fault. It's our fault. Amen? Amen. So we have to grow in faith and decide we're going to grow in faith, and we can't blame somebody else for our lack of faith. Thank you. Amen. Let me read what rated means or what rate means. It means to set a certain value on to value at a certain price or degree of excellence. And then evaluate means this, to find the value or amount of, determine the worth or or appraise it. And so me talking about the rating your faith, I kind of ready to read that so you could kind of know what that means when we start talking about it. We're going to go all the way to Mark. We're going to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at some evaluations of faith. And it's going to be good, I promise you. We may be evaluating our own faith for the night's over. It says in verse 35 of Mark 4, it says, On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Now, that's what Jesus told him. I found out if Jesus tells you you can do something, you can do it. Let us go over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we're... It's amazing how when we go into storms in our lives, how sometimes we wonder, does God really care? Man, people will go into that, God, do you see me? Do you know where I'm at? And you know this whole year has been nothing but a trial and uh, a lot of things going on, not only with the COVID-19, but good Lord, the weather. I think Galveston even had some cold weather, didn't y'all? I think we was like minus eight. We we had a blowout uh, uh, winter storm in, in Grosbeck. And the thing about it is we lost power. We lost, I mean, everything. It was just a mess. But I'm telling you something. I never once said, God, don't you care? I even had to go cut wood in the storm. I thought I had enough. But the thing about it is, anytime pressure comes, if we're not careful, what comes out of our mouth is what's going to determine the progress of our lives. We, we got to be careful. We can't start judging God. We got to start looking, saying, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to get me through this thing. And so they said, Jesus, don't you even care that we're perishing while he was asleep in the boat? 
Uh, Jesus is the Word, right? Praise God. Sometimes we need to stir the Word up that's already on the inside of us. It's already with us. Stir that Word up. Praise God. The Word's got to be stirred up. And the Word's got to be not only said, but it's got to be acted on. Huh? And I like what uh, Pastor Rusty was talking about sometimes uh, in our giving. You know, we're the ones that determine our harvest. We really are because I know people. I know people that they give, and next thing you know, they're saying, well, well, we can't afford this. We can't afford that. We can't do this. We can't do that. God, we don't have enough money to pay attention. And the thing about it is what they're doing, they're not really uh, uh, laying claims to the harvest. They're literally plowing up the harvest that they've already uh, sowed seed for. Praise God. And so Jesus woke up, notice what he said, he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea. And he said, peace be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. But notice what he said, but he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no, listen, Jesus is right in their faith. How is it you have no faith? You don't have any faith. I've been there before, how about you? If we'd be honest, but he said, well, how's it you have no faith? Listen, I found this out. In the storms of life, we find out where we are in our faith, right? And they was in a particular storm, and all of a sudden, Jesus said, how come you don't have any faith? It leads me to believe this. They could have did what Jesus did. They could have stood up and said, we rebuke this wind in the name of Jesus. We command calmness right now. Why? Because Jesus already said, let's go to the other side. Do you know you're going to the other side? We're going to the other side. We're getting there quick. Right? We're getting there quick, but we're going. The storm is just pushing us a little faster. Right? And so Jesus evaluated their faith. What, What was the evaluation? Come on. No faith. Wow, that's pretty cold, isn't it? Pretty blunt. I wrote this down because Jesus rated their faith on their reaction to the storm they were in at that moment. That storm means affliction, calamity, distress, adversity. And so I found this out. The Bible says this in Proverbs 24. It says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is what? Small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. That's Proverbs twenty four ten. The New Living. Listen to these translations real quick. I, I, God, I, I wasn't, didn't have these in my notes till a little bit ago. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Listen to the Message Bible. This this will tickle your your toes. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. <laughs> What? Did he say that? Really? The New Century Version says, if you give up when trouble comes, it shows that you're weak. New American Standard Bible says, if you you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Your strength is limited. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14. Very familiar passage of Scripture. Verse 22 says this, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Well, he sent the multitudes away 
while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. And, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. So, isn't it amazing how they just seem to always wind up in a storm? Yeah. You get with Jesus. They're, they're, you finally get to the place, Jesus, I'm going to walk. <laughs> I'm going to walk around. We get in a boat with you. We're getting in a storm. Huh? Uh, people say, you know, people get, come to know Jesus sometimes. They think once we get come to meet Jesus, everything's going to be a bed of roses. What? I'm thinking, yeah, if you can stand the star, uh, thorns. But the thing about it is they get in that boat and another storm comes up. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying it's a ghost and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer as I do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. What else could he say? Yeah. It's not really me. It's not me. Stay in the boat. Huh? I mean, what was he going to say? It's kind of like uh, on the Pink Panther that time. You, have you ever watched the Pink Panther? And he was in that hotel and, and there's a dog in there. And he says, does your dog bite? And, and he said, no. And he reached down to pet that dog. And that dog almost took his hand off. He said, I thought you said your dog didn't bite. He said, he's not my dog. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so Jesus said, come, because it was him. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, called him and said to him, Oh, you have little faith. Why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, Truly, you are the son of God. Now listen, he's evaluating Peter's faith. What did, what did he say his faith was? Little faith. Hey, that's an increase. He was in the last boat. Right? He was in the last boat with no faith. So at least he's got a little faith now. I'm telling you, your faith can progress in each storm. I'm telling you, it ought to be getting stronger and stronger. He said, oh, you have a little faith. Well, what Peter did, he got distracted, and what he saw and felt became more powerful than the Word of God that he knew or said he knew. And so when Jesus is evaluating faith, it's got to do with something in the storm, the storms of his life. It's a, it's a storm, and all of a sudden, he gets his faith evaluated, little faith. Well, I don't know. Peter might have said, it's up. My faith's up. At least it ain't a no faith. Huh? I, I found out I can believe more today than I could several years ago. I'm telling you what, I was, I was a mess in faith. Huh? The Bible says we got to live by faith. Talking about finances. Rusty is talking about finances. I, you know, I, I, would, I, I would get to hear the word of God and quote the word of God concerning healing. Man, I jived in that. Man, I, I could believe God for my healing. I, it didn't matter. I could get sick and whatever. It didn't last. It couldn't stay and such as that. But finances, good Lord, have mercy. We broke. We ain't got no money. We can't do this. We can't do that. We can't do this. But, you know, I had to grow out of that. I had to grow out of that mentality. And I'm telling you, I remember when Rusty was talking about uh, 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 a giving and such as that, that 
that I was sitting in a meeting at Randy Finley's in Livingston. You ever been there? I haven't seen that guy in forever. And I was meet, preaching for him at a camp meeting. I was sitting there in a, and I was sitting on the front row. And his doesn't take up the offer. And I had a $10 bill in my hand. And I had rolled it up so tight you could smoke it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the smoke it. I mean, it was tight. And anybody that counts money in churches, sometimes they have to take a while to unroll. And it's, it's usually the $1 that are like that. The hundreds are laid out there real pretty. We just lay those in there, all right? And so, I mean, I had that thing rolled up. I've been rolling it for a little while. And I'm uh, sitting there, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and God was dealing with me to give more. He was dealing with me to give 100 Oh, me, help me, Jesus. And I'm sitting there with my mind made up. Pastor Randy Finley gets up there and says this. If you were planning on giving 10, give 100. I said, Linda, give me the checkbook. I got to go ahead and bite the bullet on this thing. Because, I mean, we didn't have much money. We struggled. And so we did that. And, of course, God blessed us really well before we left the meeting. But the thing about it is, is Jesus was evaluating Peter's action and his response to the storm. Man, I'm telling you, I, we, we're, we've lived in a, a storm for the last few months. And I have, if I could, if I evaluated some people I know's faith, I would have to say, no faith. No faith. You used to be a champion in faith, and now you, you, you responded to this storm like you had no faith. Like you had no faith. I mean, it's almost like it completely took you completely out of the running with God. It's sad. It's really sad. But here, Jesus, I, I, I love to just watch these things and how Jesus evaluated people's faith. And we're going to go, if you will, uh, to Matthew chapter 8. You'll like this. Matthew 8. Of course, I want to say these are familiar chapters. Scriptures are all familiar. We've heard them a hundred times or more thousands probably. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant, uh, Matthew 8, 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Now, listen, the whole thing about this, uh, this centurion was this. He understood what it was like to be under authority, and not only under authority, but in authority. And he knew this. Jesus was under authority because Jesus said, I always do what I see my father do. He knew Jesus was under a higher authority. And, to walk in, and he said, because I'm under authority and I'm in authority, what I say goes. And what they say goes. And so when he's sitting there and he said this, and when, Jesus, when he said that, listen to me, Jesus' response was amazing. When Jesus heard it, when he heard what he said, did you know your faith is released in what you say? It's released in what you say. And so he said, when Jesus heard it, listen to what he said. He marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have, listen to this, I have not found such what? 
great faith, not even in Israel. Listen, he's evaluating that centurion's faith, and he called it great faith. You have great faith. Why? Because what he said and what he believed. Because you can say something and not believe it. And when you say it and believe it, you have a heart and mouth connection and something starts happening right then. See, that's the way you got born again. Did you realize that? There's not, there's not a person born again that hasn't believed in his heart as well as said with his mouth. You have to believe it both. You have to believe and say it. And this centurion said this, and I could imagine, could you imagine Jesus? Because you know his disciples was with him. He probably looked around and said, he the man. This guy right here, he's got it together. He knows something about authority. I would like to see the church know more about their authority. I'm telling you, uh, you know, uh, this, this whole thing that went on and is going on and well, they want to keep it going on in the world, which we have done put it behind us. How about y'all? It's behind us. We, we conquered this thing. We're over it. My wife wears a shirt. I'm over it. I don't wear the shirt, but I think it, and I say it. We're over it. And anyway, Jesus was amazing. He said, this guy has some great faith. That's where I want to be right there. I want to be in the great faith uh, group. How about you? Then Jesus said to the center in verse 13, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. See, when you understand your authority and you start acting in that authority, and you start declaring who you are in Christ, I'm telling you, things start changing in your life. See, you've got to take authority over the situations around you. Did you know that? Just like Pastor Rusty was doing in prayer meeting today in there. Taking authority. I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've heard so many crazy revelations through this. Anybody ever heard some crazy revelations? People that you thought they had a firm grip on the Word of God, they come in and tell you something crazy. And you're thinking, you know better. I just think it. I don't say it because they, 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 when they're in that state of being, they're easily ticked off. You say you don't want to tick them off? Well, I don't intentionally want to tick them off. Huh? I do from time to time. But, but not because I want to tick them off. Huh? And so the thing about it is, you listen, if your revelation does not line up with this revelation, you better find you the right revelation. Are you hearing me? Man, I found out what God has already established is already established. And you, if you will hook up with what's already established, it will start changing things in your life, your finances, your health, your family, and everything else if you'll just hook up with what God has said. Or try to come up with something else. I, I, ain't, I ain't even going to tell you some of the crazy things I've heard because they may be watching me on live stream. <laughs> but I'm thinking, oh, good Lord, have mercy. Wow. I want to look at 1 Thessalonians real quick. I don't know. I guess late 30s, we're done. Is that what we quit? Mm-hmm. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And we're going to start in the... Y'all have the New Living Translation? And we're going to read starting with verse 1. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens. And we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, 
to encourage you in your faith and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you're going through. But you know that we're destined for such troubles. Isn't it amazing? Jesus himself said in the world, you're going to have what? But then what did he say? Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Honey, listen, you may be going through some struggles, but you can still go have a smile on your face saying, we're coming through this in the name of Jesus. I I preached a message uh, Sunday morning on the challenge to your faith, and I talked about Paul. You know, when he was just going to have his head cut off, he said this, I kept the faith. I kept the faith. And then I read all the things he went through, the beatings, the stripes, the shipwrecks, the stoning, left for dead, all the things he went through, and he said, none of these things moved me. None, and not one time did he blame God and say, God, look what you, what is wrong with you? What, listen, you, I'm in prison for preaching. Not one time. At the end, he said, I just kept, I kept the faith. Finally, there's laid up for me a crown. I'm telling you something. He literally went through this thing, never blaming God. I guarantee you, I've seen people, they blaming God, say, I don't understand why God's doing this, why God's doing that. You need to find out who your enemy is because that God is not your enemy. He is your savior. He's your deliverer, your healer, your provider. And he can do it right in the midst of it all. What? I'm telling you. So he says you're destined to such troubles. Well, preacher, I really don't want anybody telling me I'm going to have some troubles. Well, go ahead and stick your fingers in yours. Even while we were with you, we warned you that troubles would soon come. And they did. As you well know, Jesus told us that. Matthew 24, Luke 21. He told us things are going to come upon the earth. But he said, you're going you're to overcome. Right? Hallelujah. We need to, we need to be ready. I'm not, I'm not prophesying these things. We just know they're happening. Jesus told it, told it. That is why when I could bear it no longer... I sent Timothy to find out whether your listen whether your faith was still strong. I, I sent him to see if your faith was still strong. Your faith was strong before the troubles. I want to find out: are the, is it still strong, honey? Listen to me: is your faith still strong? Are you still strong in faith? Strong in the Lord and the power of His might? Still there, huh? Praise God! So He said, "In all the troubles, I just want to send Timothy to find out if your faith was still strong." Listen to what He said: "For I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you, and that your that our work had been useless." In other words, it, I was concerned that all that I'd preached to you wasn't going to work for you. That the tempter had come and convinced you that God couldn't take care of you and bail you out of these things like He said He would. Listen, that's exactly what He's telling them. I had somebody tell me at the beginning of this pandemic, they said, well, somebody's faithful to our church. If they're watching high. But <laughs> I just want you to know that I won't be back to church till this thing's over. I laughed on the phone. Help me, Jesus. I said, well, it ain't going to be over. They're going to make sure that you stay right where you're at. You're going to have to break out. I said, you're going to have to break out. Come on. And, of course, I think she's been back one time. One time. This was somebody that was at church all the time. I was afraid that the temper had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. 
But now Timothy has just returned bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives me new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord, that you are standing firm in the Lord. Don't that give everybody, uh, uh, everybody around knowing you're still standing firm in your faith? Still standing strong, still hanging in there, still with God. You're not planning on giving up, giving in, quitting, and throwing in the towel. Huh? I'm telling you, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I know we had four, we had four people in our, our church lost their loved ones. Or, uh, three lost their husbands and one lost his, his wife through this whole, whole, whole thing. And, uh, you know, I told them Sunday, I said, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. You're going to get through this. You're going to make it through this. And I'm telling you, I don't know what's happened, what's went on in your life through, through this past year, but you're going to be all right if you stay with God. I just want you to know that right now. You're going to be all right. God's going to take care of you. He's going to bring you through because that's just what he does. Amen. I'm telling you, we got to stay with it. I, I remember uh, the years about past when, uh, uh, and I know I'm out, about out of time. Give me a couple more minutes. And uh, I know when uh, uh, my wife was diagnosed with that brain tumor back in 2011. And, and uh, I remember Rusty Martin, the Pastor Rusty, calling me. Uh, and uh, when we was at the... Uh, at the hospital in Providence after they had done diagnosed her and, and told her she had a tumor the size of a big large potato in her uh, head. And, and, uh, and he gave us Isaiah. Was it Isaiah 10? Is that what it was where it says? And, uh, and uh, anyway, he gave it and he read it and amplified. He, I, was, I was in, in the hall walking and talking to Pastor Rusty and, and uh, he started reading that scripture and he read it and amplified. And he said, this thing is going to be as if, as if it never even happened, never even existed. And he was telling me that, and I said, we agree with that. We agree in the name of Jesus, stood on the word of God. And uh, the last time, the last time my wife, I'm not going to make it long, the last time she went and seen her neurologist, which I don't know, several years, I think she'll go back in uh, 2022, and she'll go back. And last time, he sat down, Rusty, and he pulled up the, 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 the MRI. She has to do an MRI over now five years. And he put it up there. He looked at us and said, if I had not have been the surgeon, I would have believed it never even happened. Come on now. Never even happened. He said, it's like it never happened. Like it never happened. Well, thank God for men of God that will call you up and give you a scripture and, and you can read, hear those scriptures. Why? Because that's keeping our faith strong and united and we, got, and we stand in faith. Listen to me. We all have opportunities to waver. But I found this out. It don't do any good to waver. It don't do any good to waver. Stand your ground. Verse 9 says this. Verse 8 says, it gives us new life to know that you're standing firm in the Lord. Now we thank God for you because of you. We have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill the gaps in your faith. I'm going to tell you, we may have some gaps in our faith, but they're being filled up. I said they're being filled up. you got a pastor, that good Lord have mercy. He preaches like, like nobody I've ever heard. And so if you can't get your gaps filled up with him, 
You're, 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 you're not listening or not here. I, I had a pastor tell me today, he said this, he said, he, he, here's what he said. I was, I was sitting out, outside over at the Strand. He said, if your faith isn't strong enough to get you to church on Sunday morning, what makes you think your faith going to get you to heaven? <laughs> he told me that. I said, that's pretty good, and I remembered it, so it had to be real good. Normally, I'd had to have him text it to me, but it just kind of stuck there. Huh? I'm telling you, strong faith. Amen? We don't want to hear that no faith. We don't even want to hear that little faith, although it's better than no faith. We want, what do we want to hear? What do we want to hear? You know how we do it? Understand the authority of the Word of God and declare it. God bless you. I'll quit right there. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Good, wasn't it? <laughs> Glory to God. Isn't the Lord good? Strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Listen, it's going to take faith. These days in which we're living are going to take not, not the, not the uh, faith the world talks about, the true faith that the Word of God produces. But thank God we're seeing it work. We're seeing it happen. And uh, we're, just, we're just on the, on the uh, top of the iceberg. It's going to get bigger, get better, and the blessing of God is going to flow. Amen. Give Brother Randy one more hand clap. Wasn't that great? Glory to God. God is good. Praise the Lord. Stand on your feet if you will. Praise God. Father, Lord, we leave by faith tonight. Faith in your word, we thank you, Lord God, as we leave tonight. No evil, evil befalls us. No plague comes in our dwelling place. Angels of God have charge over us. We thank you in our travels and also in the labor of our hands. We thank you that your hand of protection and safety is upon us. Lord, not only against the, the trouble, the trauma, the trial the enemy would try to put upon us. Lord, Lord, but even the things that are going on because of the day and the hour in which we live. Lord, we stand against the, the sicknesses and the disease. We stand against the violence and all the, the, the things that are going on because people are so confused, alone, and hurting. And we thank you, Father, for that stirring in our own spirits to be a blessing to those people, to speak the words of light, life, and love so that men and women will know in these trying times that there is a God that loves them and a Savior that died and rose again. We thank you, Father, as we leave tonight. We walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ. You've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.